0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today, we are here with Rochelle Volk, the founder of a digital agency focused on short-form video content called Gelato Creative. Hello, Rochelle. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: I'm glad that you're doing well, and let's get started. What does your agency do, and how did you start it?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story of how it evolved into what it is today. So just rewind a little bit, I guess. Uh, back you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people were obviously working remotely, uh, myself being one of them. I was also working in-house uh, as a marketing manager with a, a startup company. And at the same time, I was freelancing on the side, you know, working in social media, and it kind of started out just being doing social media for, you know, friends and kind of close contacts. Uh, And then eventually, you know, as more people recognize the need for social media, it kind of grew and grew. Um, So yeah, I just started on, you know, building my freelance business that way. And then back yeah in January of this last year, I left my full time job because it was getting to the point where my freelance work was just too much to manage, you know, I was working every single evening. Evening and weekend just to keep up with like working that nine to five job plus all the freelance clients. And so I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I kind of just see if I can make it on my own? So yeah, I left that job and you know, pursued started pursuing turning that freelance business into more of an agency and kind of putting those systems in place to just make it run a little bit more like a you know a standalone business. And then eventually brought my first contractor on, who later became a part-time employee and she was really big into the TikTok space. So she is a local TikTok creator here in Vancouver, Canada, which is where I am. Um and yeah, she had built like multiple accounts with followings over like, you know, 30 to 50,000 followers. And so she's like, you know, there's this huge opportunity on platforms like TikTok and like just video content. She's like, why don't we kind of like niche our social media services down a little bit to focus on that opportunity that's kind of presented itself here. So that's kind of how we ended up, um, yeah, specializing in short form video, which is a lot of what we do now is TikTok uh, management for clients, TikTok strategy, and then a little bit of Instagram too. Um, because yeah, obviously we have like that, uh, you know, the reels platform coming in with a lot of the same kind of style of contents. Now we do Instagram reels and TikTok mostly for clients.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What a unique story. I mean, just for TikTok and social media and just the changes now, it's fairly new, but it's so exciting because it's just it changes every day. So I hear that you started in 2021 or January of 2021. How was that compared to now, would you say, coming at the end of this year?
1: It's really exciting because i feel like so many brands have started to actually pick up on this opportunity you know at first i think a lot of people just thought that tiktok was going to be this you know dancing platform gen z kind of just making (laughs) yeah gen z (laughs) Uh, making all these silly videos right and now you know like you have like millennials and even like gen x and even some boomers are starting to you know adopt the platform and now brands are coming to it, you know, and, and some of them are like, okay, you know, people are joining the platform, we have to be on this platform, and they see that their competitors are on it now. Yeah. So now I feel like compared to when we started, it was a lot more of us, you know, telling brands that they had to do it, but now they come to us and they're like, we know we have to be on it, but we don't know how. So it's kind of nice to be like a little mm-hmm. bit of, that feeling of us having to sell it so hard and like convince them versus them already recognizing the need for it and seeing value in it.
0: Yeah, that sounds like just bridging the gap. Like, okay, there is a way. I found it out. Let me help you. That's amazing. You know, you mentioned also being you mentioned that you also freelanced in the beginning. How was that or did you learn anything that really like poured into your agency right now?
1: Yeah, I think there's so many things that have changed, you know, from being a freelancer to moving towards more of that agency model, you know. Back when I was freelancing, I had like primary kind of accounting systems you know i was invoicing clients each month it was coming into my bank account i was you know just getting paid for like those monthly contracts that we had yeah. but now it's so much more planning and actually like having to make an effort to understand the financials like that's been the biggest shift for me you know cuz like when i was freelancing i could you know i was like things seem fine there's money coming in but not really looking too closely at like you know profits yeah. And things like that Uh, but now I have to be just so on it because I have to plan for the future right like for example example, uh, this summer is a little bit of a slower month just because lots of people like companies you know obviously have people on vacation Mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't kind of start back with bigger projects until the fall so you know like having to plan for those things and make sure you have enough, you know, profits to carry you through from previous months into the fall. And just like understanding those ebbs and flows, that's just been the biggest difference because yeah, I'm like, if you can't understand that financial aspect and plan for the future, it's just not going to grow or at least not grow as fast. So that's been like the biggest, I think, shift for me is going freelancer to agency.
0: Yeah. Thank you for expanding on that. That's, I can see how it's like in the beginning, it was like, oh, wow, like, this is cool. I'm doing it for friends. I'm excited. And then now you're like, okay, wow, this is my life. Like, this oh, is my life. <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: This is yeah. my business. So, you you know, you did do social media for friends. So you were just, clearly you like social media. Were you excited jumping in? I mean, you grew fairly fast. It's like, a, it's almost, let less than two years. That's so amazing. Yeah. Were you excited about it? Could you expect that you'd get to the space in the beginning?
1: Not at all. Actually, it's so funny. I went to university for political science and I have a degree in political science and my plan was to go into law school. Yeah. Um, so I was not looking at the marketing space or social media in any way. Like I was like, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer, uh, wrote the LSAT, like all these things. Wow. And then I ended up taking a year off after university to just save money for law school. You know, I'm like, okay, pay down a little bit of student debt, save money for law school. And it was during that year that I actually started working for a nonprofit and working with like their fundraising and marketing teams and just getting a little bit of a taste of social media. You know, their marketing manager let me help out with some of the social media campaigns they were doing. And obviously it was a great cause as well. So it was really cool to see the impact that social media had especially in that space of just like bringing awareness to um like the nonprofit was focused it was like an inner city kind of um kind of group and they did a lot of work around like homelessness and like housing people and just like programs to help people get off the streets um and yeah just seeing the impact that social media could make in a space like that was huge and i think that's one of the things that just got me so so into it was just yeah i've been mean, like wow like you know this message like this one tweet that we made like reached thousand people and like resulted in like you know months worth of months worth of donations coming in for this cause like it's just crazy to see how one one post can take off like that so yeah. I think that's what kind of got me addicted to it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane like we have the ability to impact so many people with the touch of our fingers that's so exciting Yet, yeah, like I don't know being intentional about it then also like leveraging opportunities is so important that's amazing You know, how do you get your clients? Is it just through social media, referrals, ads? What's the process?
1: Uh, It's definitely been mostly word of mouth since I started, which is really nice. You know, like, especially because I did have that kind of network of freelancers. Uh, For a while, I was part of, like, a freelance platform. Like, we were trying to do, like, a little bit of a freelance community building thing on Discord. Mm -hmm. And so I had this kind of network of freelancers there that we would chat about, you know, just, like, common struggles we had and, like, just chat about different things. And so I ended up getting a few of my clients that way. Um, and then some of the current clients I have, what I've actually been doing and what I've it's kind of like an odd strategy, but what I found kind of successful is looking at brands that I just really want to work with or I think are interesting and seeing if they have a job posting out for like a marketing coordinator or a social media manager. And some of them like they're looking for more of an in-house employee. So, you know, they're not gonna go for it. Um one of my clients who's a, a big like they have it's a restaurant chain based here in Vancouver. Um, yeah, I saw they were hiring a marketing coordinator. I just sent their founder an email and was like, I saw this job posting would you consider hiring you know our agency to do it and jumped on a call with her and just got to know her a little bit and she's like you know what like she's like I wasn't planning on doing like having an agency do this but she's like I really like you and so it just ended up working out you just got to kind of reach out if you see someone that's looking and you already know that they've seen an opportunity that they need a social media person they just might you know be open to other solutions so that's how we've got some of our current clients
0: wow that's so amazing. That just yeah. goes to show that just putting yourself out there is so important.
1: Yes, you have to. Like, yeah, the thing is, like, the biggest thing is if you just sit there and wait for opportunities to come, like they might never come. Like, you and if never. you see a brand <laughs> you want to work with, you're like, you just have to shoot your shots. So. Yeah,
0: so important. Do you also just go on TikTok as well on Instagram? Like, do you search through hashtags? Is there like a process with just finding new clients, or is it just like majority word of mouth and referrals?
1: A little bit. Like I definitely, you know, when I'm like going through my own social media and engaging with new accounts, I'll look at people that are like either similar to like accounts that I'm already working with or people that are following or like other similar companies that are engaging on their content. Cause you know, Especially the restaurant client again for example if i see another you know food brand that's kind of or like restaurant that's similar that's commenting and and being like oh we love this post i'm like oh well hello i'm the one behind the post <laughs> yeah <Yay. laughs> so if they, if they already showed interest and they seem to like what we're doing um i'll try to avoid doing it to like two directive competitors because obviously i don't want to be um stepping on any toes and you know working directly with the client's <laughs> competition um yeah. but yeah Someone that's kind of in a similar space or related um, or even like, you know, they are a friend of our clients, then it's always great to kind of be like, you know, I know that, you know, this founder, um, you know, I do her social media. I would love to connect with you. And even just having that conversation is just nice. Like, you know, it might not happen right now, but maybe in the future when they have a need for social media, um, then they already know who you are and they know where to find you.
0: Yeah, that's so important. You know, just to transition, I'm curious, how is like the time management with it? Are you like creating, are you creating content like in batches, would you say? And have you had to hire a team at all throughout your process?
1: I definitely, I try and create content in batches because otherwise I just get very like overwhelmed with it and other tasks just take priority. Um, and yes, I definitely had help. So I had two contractors right now that work with me. Um, and yeah, one is like the, the girl I mentioned that kind of helped start the agency. She's the, yeah. the TikTok, really the TikTok mastermind. It's kind of like what I call her. Um, so yeah, I will outsource like some of the TikTok work to her. And then I also have another gal. Um, she owns her own agency as well, but she also freelances on the side, I think just for extra um, business. So I will outsource some of like the reels work to her because she's really good with reels and understanding like her own Instagram content Um you know, she's grown her platform quite a bit, which shows me that she has a good handle on it. So I outsource to them. Um, and that gives me more time to just focus on the actual, yeah, those business aspects, like accounting and yeah. planning and, you know, sales and pitching new clients. So it's been really great to have their help just like remove myself a little bit from the day to day content.
0: Yeah, I like that there's a balance, though, and that you were able to find people who are also just, you know, I guess, just well-versed in their own lane. (laughs) Like they know what they're talking about and they have the experience to show for us. That's so important. You know, what would you say your agency's expertise is?
1: I think it's definitely understanding how to make those videos that just like make you stop scrolling and watch them. You know, like mm-hmm. it's so exciting when you have that first video that hits like a hundred thousand, like, and like just finding out what your audience thinks is valuable. Cause, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. lots of times, like the thing is like you just have to keep going. And like a lot of social media people, I think, and agencies get very frustrated with, you yeah. know, they see like multiple videos not hitting a thousand or not hitting 10,000 and they're yeah. like, you know, they just get very frustrated and sometimes give up. But I yes. think that our strength is really just like, you know, um, if we don't have a video that does well, we look at it and we be like, are like, okay, how can I make this better? And then con- like conversely, if we have one that does do really well, we think, you know, how can we recreate this a few months from now? How can we like mm. add on to this um, and like, you know, make it into a series perhaps. So I think mm. we're really great at strategic planning and just looking at those analytics really closely to see what's doing well and using that to inform our content planning.
0: Yeah, that's so important. You know, I know Instagram changes a lot with just what they show and things like that. And everyone complains, everyone's going on to TikTok, it seems like. And, like, you know, none of my content's being shown anymore. What's going on? Do you ever have to face battles or just challenges with that, with just the algorithm? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's definitely always a thing. And, you know, it's, it's something that you're constantly working to battle against as a social media yeah. agency or a social media manager. Um, and it can be, yeah, it can be very frustrating. Like, even when there's things like last year when Instagram was down for that entire yeah. day and like clients were freaking out, they're like, oh my goodness, like the, you know, the platform is just completely like unavailable. Yeah. Um, and same with like, I think a few weeks ago, there was this Instagram did some kind of thing where they were kind of cleaning out their system and they removed a lot of bots. So lots of accounts lost like hundreds to like thousands of followers overnight and everybody woke up and was like, oh my goodness, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like there is things like that, that that happen. And like, yeah, just we just try not to get too discouraged. And we try to just like have that really clear communication with our clients to explain to them what's going on, and, you know, be like, you know, don't freak out like this is happening to everybody. It's not just you. And just being like really up on that news and the trends, so we can let them know what's going on. I think is just just like yeah communicating to them is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, that's so important because I mean there's just like it kind of reflects life like there's always going to be something unexpected. You you know your video might be not might not be shown this day but will another day, you know, it just it changes. But exactly. would you say that just in the beginning like did you have do you have a personal social media account did that help you at all with right now managing your agency at all and just seeing different trends and things like that or has it just been yep. typically like business? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I actually have a personal Instagram account. and I'm not like an influencer by any means. But I've, you know, over time managed to grow a following of a couple thousand followers. And so I definitely do like, you know, when the reels feature first came out, for example, I, I kind of use my personal as the testing ground. You'd be Like, okay, oh, let's play around smart. with this new feature and, and yeah, just like see what we could do with it. Um, and and yeah, I like my personal Instagram is a little bit different. Like it's not so much of a founder brand. Um, I I actually am a fitness competitor as well. So my personal account is mainly fitness content. Oh wow. That's (laughs) fun. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a different niche to play around in. Um, but yeah, eventually I might pivot it to be more of kind of like a thought leadership business forward account. But right now, because I kind of have this fitness community that's built there, uh, you know, that's what I like to share because I know that people want to hear it and they think it's interesting. So um, yeah, definitely play around on there and see just like learn the platform better and I can take more risks on my personal accounts too. Cause it's just my content. Mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. That's huge. I love that you are able to just do things on your personal and then reflect back to your agency. And that's amazing. You know, what would you say you're currently learning right now to level up your agency?
1: Um, yeah, aside from the finances, which has been huge, like I've definitely I've been like reading a lot of finance books over the last few months, you know, talking to accountants, talking to my bookkeeper, um, and just like making sure I got like I have that really nailed down and try to plan for kind of what the next steps are. Um. So that's the biggest thing or that I guess is just that financial education or financial literacy that I'm trying to develop as a business owner. And then I guess the other thing would also be just like figuring out really niching down to who our ideal client is, because Mm -hmm. up to this point, we've kind of had clients in, you know, a range of industries. Um, And I guess our service offering itself is a little bit niche. So, you know, like we're kind of specialized in that short form video, Mm -hmm. but as more and more agencies are kind of jumping into that space, we need to kind of look at that next step that's going to differentiate us from everybody else out there. Mm. so. Yeah, trying to get really clear, I guess, on who that target client is, what kind of brands we enjoy working with the most and which mm-hmm. clients we've had the most success with because think that's the, the ones that we really want to turn into those success stories and case studies. So that's been the, yeah, cu- quite a learning journey and still trying to figure that out, honestly. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Comes with trial and error always. You know, would you say it helps you that you're on TikTok and Instagram compared to just TikTok with short term you know, short form videos.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think that there's definitely still a place for Instagram, like as much as we would all love to just, you know, jump ship and people get really angry. Like you said, (laughs) I get angry at it all the time. And and I definitely love a lot of things about TikTok. Mm -hmm. But I think Instagram still definitely is the king when it comes to, you know, audience engagement and community building. Because with TikTok, you know, it's great for reach. It's great for building followings quickly and just like getting the word out there. But, you know, those features on Instagram, like the messaging feature I just find is better. Yeah. Yeah. Feature is, is better you can engage with your audience a bit yeah. more stories still so there there is still a place for it and I think it does help to have an understanding of both and like when which situations to use which platform
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a place for it. I mean, we all get frustrated, but we all still end up on it, clearly. And then we can also use it, you know, to drive back to our TikTok or other, you know, mediums that we want to use. Would you say that the bulk of your clients come from just the brands that you work with? Or is it just, or is it like just individual clients that you work with on the apps that you find?
1: Um yeah it's usually brands like it's, so it's like brand pages or business pages which can be a little bit trickier because it's definitely a little bit more challenging to grow a brand account versus a personal account. Okay. Um you know I'd love to get into that space of like working with more like individuals or creators on the platform directly. Um but we do work with them in the sense that like we work with creator like UGC creators and influencers mm-hmm. to get the brand content so they kind of work together in that way. And we do kind of work with both um when it comes to just like coordinating content. But I don't know if that answers your question. No,
0: yeah, it does. Thank you. I was just curious to know if it was like just individual, like like individual clients or is it both or more this, more that. But I was curious. Thank yeah. you for answering. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, I mean, just to transition, what would you say you're currently most proud of right now in your journey? as an agent uh,
1: I think honestly the fact that we're kind of still going and like we still have like clients with us you know like a lot of them we've kind of shifted as we've grown obviously and like you know older clients will kind of fall off and then like new clients will come in but up to this point you know we've been steadily still growing which is amazing especially considering that we're you know going into these really difficult economic times you know you, you keep hearing or seeing all these news stories about Layoffs happening and just like this kind of big recession that's coming, which can be very scary as a, a small business owner or agency owner. Yeah. Um, I'm just proud of the fact that we're still out there fighting and we're still, you know, constantly working to refine our service and make it as good as it can be. Because yeah. I, I would love to out, like you know outlast that recession. I don't want to be one of those <laughs> businesses goes down I'm like I think this is the time to really go all in and like Mm -hmm. you know sadly the recession is going to take out some businesses but they could also be our competitors right like you know there might be less agencies out there after all is said and done so I think I'm just proud of the fact that we have kept going and not gotten um not given up essentially it's the hardest thing sometimes Can, can be hard
0: that's so important. You know, just with going through 2020, I'm sure all of us are can pat ourselves on the back for just not giving up, right, through just a lot of uncertainty. Has there been a skill that you've been just, you know, watering or just cultivating over the past year and a half that's really helped you to get to this place?
1: I think it's definitely sales, like sales was something I was always very uncomfortable with, especially as a freelancer. And I was getting, you know, lots of business through word of mouth and referrals. So I didn't really have to have sales skills as much in the beginning. But now, you know, when you're starting to pitch bigger clients and pitch bigger brands, you have to have those sales skills and be able to like showcase, you know, why they should hire you over every other social media agency out there. Um, so yeah I've been working I have like a part-time role now it's just like a, a commission-based sales gig just to like kind of help me like practice and mm-hmm. refine those sales skills which has been super helpful it's amazing um, and then the other thing I started or I, I guess I've signed on to I haven't gone to my first meeting yet is Toastmasters so trying to get more comfortable again with like public speaking and like sales pitches which has always been kind of a weakness of mine so that would be the other thing and even I guess just doing this podcast and like yeah. you know having these conversations like me two years ago I would have never done it like I would have been so scared yeah
0: <laughs> no but you won't even you can even tell because it seems like you're very well like you're well spoken but same for me two sure. years ago but I think that's so amazing that you know you're like putting yourself out there and I just feel like you're just open to growing and learning that's what it just seems like and that, that's like a to, great right? quality yeah
1: yeah thank you so much yeah
0: Can you walk us through just maybe some TikTok strategies that you would give out like while you're working with brands and just walk us through a little bit of your day to day a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So TikTok is one of those things. I feel like it kind of is this like constant, almost like pendulum swing between longer form, like talking educational videos and short trends. And for me, it seems like right now that we're kind of going almost like back towards like the short trends, which is really where TikTok started. Uh, But I think like to be successful, you do have to have kind of a mix of both in your strategy. So, you know, if you're a brand or a business that's just getting started on TikTok, um, you know, start with like maybe like just getting into it with those short trends, you know, Scroll through the For You page or use tools um, like one of the ones I use is called ontrend.ai. And that's where you can find, you know, rising trends, trending sounds and just kind of start experimenting, um, you know, with your current content. If you have, you know, existing photos or videos, try to play around and see how those might fit into trends in a way that's tailored to your niche. Um, and then at the same time, that you know, like once a week or so. Trying to sit down and film one of those longer videos where you're talking about something that's going to be valuable to your audience. So you know, if you're in the food space, for example, maybe you're going to do a video about you know why it's beneficial to be a vegan or making a certain recipe at home, and like that's going to be a little bit of a longer video. It's going to take you longer to create. But I think just having that mix of both of those is the best way to kind of just um, get the algorithm trained on you know who you are and who it should show your content to mm. I think that's a lot of businesses struggle too is like you know you have to really get clear on who you're speaking to because tiktok you know the algorithm is so interest-based so if you know exactly like where you're adding value who you're adding it to and like what kind of people it should show it to it's going to be so much more effective than just like publishing all sorts of random videos
0: yeah yeah so i guess niching is important would you say
1: Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. and that target audience, like being really specific with it, like that's something we've worked with our clients um, a lot in the last few months. It's just being like, okay, yes, like we're in Vancouver, for example, but is it like women in Vancouver, like or like female identifying? What age group? You know, what are they? Are they vegan? Like what interests? And that's like super important and just making it a little bit more effective for them.
0: Yeah, thank you for breaking that down. I love that you said get. get the algorithm trained that's important
1: <laughs> yeah. train yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: take, take back the power <laughs> yes
1: exactly yeah. yeah
0: would you say it's easy to get distracted with all the just the noise that you know comes with social media and the, all the other accounts that are posting yada yada like while working are you like are you like okay this is the plan I gotta do this don't start scrolling how is it like <laughs> for you <laughs>
1: absolutely oh that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges of working in these spaces is yeah because it is it's designed to be distracting and yeah. hold your attention like that's lead really at the foundation of its makeup um and yeah so like and especially when I'm doing research you know I'm having to go through the for you page for maybe like 10 to 30 minutes looking mm-hmm. for what's trending and so that can be hard not to just get completely sidetracked with what you're doing and just spend like an hour on there right mm-hmm. so Um, One thing that helps me is definitely setting like timers or like, you know, in my, in my calendar, I'll go and schedule an event and be like, okay, like, you know, for this hour, I'm working on this client's TikTok. And like, Mm -hmm. I have to get it done by the end of that hour. Like there's no, you know, that Mm -hmm. doesn't really give me as much room for just kind of messing around and getting distracted. So yeah. That helps. And yeah, setting timers for like the research phase, we'll call it, where if you have to go on the For You page or or the Reels tab for research, I'm like, okay, 10 minutes, set a timer, so it kind of breaks your focus and and snaps you out of that um, scrolling loop, (sighs) definitely. It can help
0: yeah realm <laughs> i'd say yeah. but yeah that's so important i mean i even set timers as well just with social media or just in general like just keeping track of things it's so important with this digital age <laughs> what yeah, would you sure. say your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures is
1: um, I think right now, yeah, it's definitely like figuring out when to bring on, like, because like, I think to scale to so that level, we're going to need well, like more clients, like more higher paying clients, mm-hmm. as well as more team members, because obviously, yeah, like, like I kind of said, and I've started to do, um, you know, bringing on people to outsource the work to so that I can focus more on that business development. So it's, it's finding that balance between when is the right time to bring somebody on and like measuring that against how many clients you have and like how much income is coming in mm. so that you, it's sustainable, right? Cause I don't yeah. want to hire someone and then like have to lay them off like two months later, you know, especially with these times. So I think that's been the biggest rock right now is just figuring out when that right time to do it is in order to grow. Um, And sometimes it ends up with me, you know, doing more work until we're ready to take on that next person. Cause you know, I might, I'm like, I want to bring them on, but it's not going to be possible for another few months. And that's hard. But um, just knowing that there's an end in sight to like that kind of crazy work and that when, when the time is right, we will have like the right people Um, and finding the right people as well. can be, can be tricky, but when you find them, it's so good and and you just know it's a good fit. Yeah.
0: That's so good. I mean, you're, I mean, you're at the beginning stages, but you're doing so well, but there's just so much to come afterwards. And that's just the exciting part as well, I would say. You know, yes. what would you what would you say, like, what did it take for you to get to a place of maybe consistency, I want to say, or stability or just a place where you aren't like constantly looking over your shoulder, looking for your next client, I would say?
1: Yeah. The nice thing is too, like I obviously have my free, like my agency clients, but I also have a couple other freelance gigs on the side as well. You know, I do, um, blog content writing for a, a company called the growth machine. So, you know, I get like blog articles coming in every month. And so that's also just like some nice kind of additional income to help just like pad things. Cause yeah. I feel like when you're really stressed about just like, you know, covering your bills and that, and like having a salary, it, you tend to make more hasty decisions. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to make decisions with the agency that's going to, you know, I want them to be well thought out. I don't want to just do it because I need the money. So, yeah, having that kind of additional um, side income or these opportunities for side income has been really helpful for me as I kind of work to, like, grow this to a place where I can eventually take a full-time salary would be amazing.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's so important. You know, just to transition, do you have any favorite ag- agency scaling influencers or authors that you'd like our listeners to hear? You did Ooh, mention some well, financial literacy books earlier, I think.
1: Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm not sure if that does. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if that yeah. That's like probably like one of the most well-known <laughs> um, finance books. But uh, yeah, I don't agree with everything he says. But I do like his kind of mindset around um, acquiring assets versus acquiring liabilities. So mm-hmm. you know, like, he's like building businesses that are profitable, You know, like investing your money and not, you know, just like spending it all and that's, that's been really like helpful for me. Um, And then as far as like people who I follow, who, you know, I'm inspired by their content. um, There's quite a few people out there now, like some awesome accounts to follow. Um, A TikTok, what I follow is, I think her handle is Sydney on socials. Mm. Um, she has a lot of kind of like trending content and she's really good at like helping you understand how that like a certain trend can apply to your niche so I follow her Um, and then another agency that's quite similar to what we do but they're more focused on creatives rather than like brands Um, they're called the social besties I can't remember I think their names are Katrina and Alyssa I want to say um, and they, yeah, they have their own agency as well. And they've really done a great job of scaling and like building their agency. Um, they, they do a lot of like kind of digital products and courses and things like that. Um, which is something I would love to get into eventually too, is having, you know, courses for brands who want to get started on TikTok or, yeah. um, and we are actually doing our first kind of like mastermind masterclass.
0: Yeah, That's <laughs> exciting.
1: Yeah, and, and it was all inspired by them, and just seeing how it's it's really helped them scale. Mm. I it's nice to have those kind of like you know those like teaching more passive income. Passive, yeah. Yeah, it? yeah. like your actual client work because you can only do so much client work before you're at your max right so
0: yeah absolutely I think that's great thank you for sharing that I'm sure and those resources will I'm sure help listeners listening to this I've really enjoyed this conversation do you have any last advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this
1: uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's. it might be a rough few years, but I think just keep going, you know, don't give up and don't be afraid, you know, if you're finding that, you know, things are slow or business is tough one month, like, you know, find those opportunities, you know, like we talked about for passive income or side income, just to kind of get you through so that you're not as stressed. Because um, that's definitely helped reduce my stress and, and just make me help me make more clear headed decisions. So yeah, keep going, get creative and don't be afraid to just make it work.
0: (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much. How can people get in contact with you?
1: Uh, I'm on all, it's not all Instagram. Platform. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Gelato Creative is the handle. And then you can also find me, um, yeah, hello at gelatocreative.ca. If you ever want to, you know, come and send me an email, chat about social media, um, or even if you have just questions. Like, I love just talking to other creatives and other marketers too. And, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of marketers are kind of also new to that short form video space, I'm always happy to help out. Um, I also do consulting and that kind of thing too, where I, I, I will trade like other agency owners on short form videos so yeah if that ever interests you or you want to learn more just feel free to reach out yay thank
0: you so much for your time have a good rest of your day yeah thank you so much you too